The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading the airport, right? Yeah, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. Coming off a week where Dallas had, I think, three targets, one catch for no yards, and all of a sudden you see how effective he could be. This is what the Jalen Hurts haters are going to point to and say, look, this this offense, and you have to be really, really clear about this, this passing offense looked a lot better with Gardner Minshew. Welcome back to live post game show on 6abc.com and Jake Media YouTube channel. Joining us right now from MetLife Stadium, presented by Mesa Law and Associate, our good friend John McMullen. John, how are you, man? I'm doing well. How are you guys? Doing fantastic. Thank you. Uh, first off, injury news. We're uh, Jason Kelsey, Miles Sanders. What are we hearing there? Well, Miles actually talked to us after the game, so he seems fine. In a lot of ways, obviously, he's banged up with the ankle injury, and I apologize to the Jets are funneling in their own interviews to the press box. But um, as far as Miles goes, I I think a lot of it was the game was sort of in hand, and they wanted to just make sure and sit him down. Obviously, the bye week will help because he's dealing – with that ankle injury, and it's it's been a concern. This dates back. It's the same ankle, same injury since the Las Vegas game that caused him to miss three games. So that part of it is an issue. Jason Kelsey, uh, we have to wait. We didn't get an update, obviously, at this point. A little bit more concerned at that one because he looked like he was in a lot of pain, and you just have to kind of wait and see. Uh, where he is when the Eagles get back from a bye. We'll talk to Nick Sirianni tomorrow, and he'll probably give us a better update. But you got to be at least concerned about that one. Hey, hey, John, Nick Sirianni did the right thing by squashing any possible controversy coming out saying, yes, Jalen Hurts is my quarterback coming out of the bye. Yeah. I mean, he, he kind of told us that uh, last week when there was some insert uncertainty, he made it very, very clear that if Jalen Hurts wasn't 
going to be able to go it was strictly a health matter. Uh, right. He was the starting quarterback, and he was going to be the starting quarterback no matter what happened this week against the Jets and how Gardner Minshew played. And then Gardner, Gardner Minshew went out there and played a perfect first half, <laughs> literally, right. from right. an NFL perspective. His passer rating was 158.3, which is it doesn't get any higher than that. Right. That's as high as you can go. Uh, and he was spectacular in the first half. Second half, things kind of calmed down a little bit. The Eagles went more run heavy. They kind of knew they they had the Jets on the ropes, and they're just trying to get to the finish line. But you know how Philadelphia is. I mean, this is yep. it. This is yep. it, it's it's coming. The Eagles know it's coming. They claim they don't care. Um, they claim Jalen Hurts is a starter, but it's coming. <laughs> I, I, you're, you're definitely not wrong about that, John. We were discussing that earlier in the show. Um, but I want to get your takes. We were just talking about uh, the difference between the first and second half of the game and, and what you attribute that to. You know, was it more conservative play calling? Was it the Jets' defense kind of making adjustments? Or was it you just mentioned Minshew's play? Or none of the above? No, I think it was a little bit of everything, Devin. I, I do think the Eagles got a little bit more conservative. They went more to the running game. Uh, that first drive, they they just siphoned the clock. I mean, they they I looked up and there were six minutes left in the third quarter. And you're like, wow, that's that's a really effective drive. And, and they didn't need... Uh, to keep uh, pushing the foot on their gas, so to speak. And you can agree with it. Uh, you know, it might hurt against a better opponent. Certainly for this particular opponent, it was probably the right way to go. And it certainly didn't hurt the Eagles. But you watch the NFL every week, and it's it, it's generally never good when you let up on a team. And that will probably hurt you uh, if you're playing better opponents down the line. Uh, so I'm kind of torn on that one, but the Eagles are just trying to get to the finish line. You can't really blame them in this particular game, but you worry about the sentiment more than anything else. Uh, I don't think it was a concern at all in this game. Mm. Uh, what about defensively speaking? It seemed like Jonathan Gannon, not necessarily more aggressive in the second half, but more, certainly more successful. What was the difference between the two halves there for the Eagles defense? Well, I think Mike LaFleur's the Jets offensive coordinator, um, did a really good job uh, coming in with the scripted stuff. And he had the Eagles off balance. And, you know, early in this game, it was touchdown, 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 yeah. touchdown, touchdown. And the only difference was Jake Elliott. I mean, Jake Elliott coming off a month where he's the NFC Special Teams Player of the Month. Perfect again today. And the Jets kicker, by the way, they cut their kicker coming into this game, so they had a new kicker. He couldn't even make extra points. Then they're chasing points. In a lot of ways, Jake Elliott was the difference maker in this game. And he had four field goals and his extra points, so you know, you add that up, it's 15 total points. The Eagles won the game by 15 points. Um, he was, in a lot of ways, the difference of this game, and he continues to have a great season. Um, and that is one of those underlying things people don't think about a lot. But if you talk to the Baltimore Ravens, obviously, you've had Justin Tucker forever. So many of these teams struggle with bad kicking, and Jake Elliott has just been lights out for the Eagles. Hmm. 
He he definitely has. Um, I want to go back to the offense, John, because I saw that you made a pretty accurate prediction. Uh, you said that this is the game, or this will be a big game for Dallas Goddard, and you were correct. How do, how do you feel about that? Give us your take. Well, I knew it was coming, um, and I, you know, you never think it's going to be as effective as it was in that first half. Uh, but the Eagles thought they had something there. Uh, that's the strength of Gardner Minshew as a quarterback. It's sort of the intermediate game, which really plays into Dallas Goddard and what he does well. I don't think Gardner's ever had that type of target in Jacksonville. Um, so I thought it was a nice sort of marriage. And, you know, it, coming off a week where Dallas had, I think, three targets, one catch for no yards, and all of a sudden you see how effective he could be. This is what the Jalen Hurts haters are going to point to and say, look, this this offense, and you have to be really, really clear about this, this passing offense looked a lot better with Gardner Minshew. And I'm just not talking about the numbers. I'm talking about the play seemed to be coming in quicker. There was none of that worrying about the clock, uh, the play clock running out. Uh, the reads were quick. The football was out of his hands very, very quickly. Um, and it just worked better. Now, you know, Jalen Hurts isn't even close. Gardner Minshew can't be close to replicating what Jalen Hurts does to the running game. So this is kind of where the Eagles are. And I give Nick Sirianni a lot of credit for shifting. He made it, he made, he kind of played it down and, and said, Look, our offense is our offense, but it isn't. They can't. We're losing John. Uh, John, I, I, we, I think, I think we, I think he was just about to say, "Hell yeah!" There's a quarterback controversy. No, uh, <laughs> uh, no. As he said, it, it's coming. But interesting things there from John, as far as Gunner, you're right that you had the head coach come out right after the game and just say, "Of course, Jalen Hurts is my starting starting quarterback in two weeks." I think even when they go through the film process and all that and look at the tape, they're going to come out with that same conclusion because it can't be, as we were saying earlier, a knee jerk reaction. Uh, John, when we where we left off with you was uh, pretty much right around the time you were talking about. Uh, I believe it was uh, Jalen Hurts getting the play, or sorry, Gardner Mitchell getting the plays in faster. Yeah, well, I obviously that's not Gardner. That is uh, Nick Sirianni and Shane Steichen mm -hmm. making decisions quicker. But you could see the effectiveness uh, and and the reads and the ball getting out quickly where it's designed to go. One of the weaknesses of Jalen Hurts as a passer at this point, I don't think it's any secret. I, I think the coaching staff has talked about it a little bit, uh, is he gets the ball out a little bit too late at times. People were arguing about that last week on the final play. Should Devontae Smith have gotten the ball mm -hmm. when he had a step on James Bradbury? Maybe, maybe not. Would have been a difficult throw. Uh, but that's where the ball was designed to go on that play. It didn't come out. Boom, you got to go to a different uh, scramble drill. And ultimately, he delivered a really, really nice pass to Jalen Rager, who should have caught it. And the narrative probably would be different than we're talking about today. But nonetheless, if you're talking about an offense and what it's designed to do, Gardner's just more he, – he, he makes his reads in a quicker fashion. He gets the football out of his hands. Now – the more he continues to play, if he continues to play, if Jalen's not back, um, 
you know, teams are going to recognize what Gardner Minshew is, and they're going to put eight people in the box, and they're going to play, play press coverage and try to take that first read away, that quick read away, and he doesn't have the arm strength to get the football down the field. So it's not like this is the answer for the Eagles, but it's an interesting problem for Nick Sirianni because he's got a better passing offense with one quarterback, and he's got a better rushing offense with the other quarterback. John, how much do you think the leash has been shortened, quote unquote, on a on Gardner Minshew getting more reps as the Eagle starter? Uh, I don't. I don't think you mean Jalen. Uh, Jalen's the starter when he comes back. I agree. Yeah, healthy. Um, you know what you have to worry about, and and not you know, call six one zero blah 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 because people <laughs> are going to complain and and they're going to say Gardner Minshew should be the starter. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Um, that's not the case in the building and the Novacare complex. Uh, the problem is in the locker room. I mean, you saw the game Dallas Goddard had. Uh, Quez Watkins started uh, to be a little bit more effective. Mm-hmm. If, if you look at the other than Devontae Smith, who, who uh, and even Gardner gave him a chance on a 50-50 ball, that, that kind of stuff makes receivers happy. They're getting the football, and they're getting the football consistently. So if you're in the locker room and, and Dallas Goddard and Devontae Smith and, and Quez Watkins start to say, we're having a lot more effectiveness, then you might have real calm. But I guess for you guys, um, did we lose? Did we lose John again? Another cliffhanger? I got news for you guys. Did we lose him? Oh, I got news for you. Minshew's is the future of the Philadelphia Eagles. I would that tunnel, that tunnel area up there is uh, difficult to deal with at times especially depending on where you're standing because so many wires are hanging and things like that. So it's, mm-hmm. you, you got to move around to find your spot there, stadium. Yeah. I think he was about to say, uh, here's what's coming, guys. I'm growing a, a, a Fu Manchu. I think that's what John was about to say. <laughs> he was going to grow that out. John, it could not have been cut off at a more perfect time this time around. Uh, here's what you'll tell us. What is it? What will you tell us? I don't know. Where was I cut off? Tell me. The Jets, <laughs> they finally shut up the PA system. Now they're cutting out the... Uh, the wireless on us. I guess they're not happy about what we're saying. Yeah, right. 
talking about the the quarterback so-called controversy, there isn't a controversy inside the NovaCare complex. It only becomes a controversy yeah. uh, if those receivers uh, start to say, okay, we're having more effectiveness with Gardner Minshew. But what I was saying is they love Jalen Hurts. They love him. Uh, I mean, um, everybody. Devontae Smith, obviously, they're close from their days at Alabama. But Jalen Rager, mm-hmm. Quez Watkins, Dallas Goddard, I don't see that happening. But if you talk about controversy, and let's say, you know, Maryland, you know, you think about Bradley Cooper. Maryland's crab cake, known for crab cakes and football. <laughs> Philadelphia, cheesesteaks and, and controversy, quarterback controversy. That's right. what that's what Philadelphia's known for. Mm-hmm. That's what Philadelphia does. And they got one, and they knew it was coming. They knew it was coming, and they claim they're ready for it, and they're not going to listen to the noise. Hey, hey John. Any concerns that Devonta Smith, the last couple of games now, his targets have gone way down? I understand defenses are blanketing him, but if you're the number one receiver, coaches will find ways to get you open. Yeah, well, you know, that's part of the issue. The Eagles got, when they when they made their shift sort of in Las Vegas is when it mm-hmm. started, Mm-hmm. Uh, and they shifted the offense. They sort of became a, a two-read offense. Uh, and typically, uh, Devontae or Dallas are the first read. When they're not the first read, the other mm-hmm. is sort of the other read. So it's 1A, 1B, and then you go from there. And that means Jalen Hurts and scramble drill and all that kind of stuff. So other teams are, understand that. They're very cognizant of it. Defensive coordinators in this league are very smart. And they're trying to take away. The Giants did a very good job taking away Dallas Goddard last week. I think the Jets are more focused on Devontae Smith. And that's what you're going to see. And that's what Gardner Minshew was able to do, whether it's, you know, the checkdowns to Kenny Gainwell. Uh, a lot of effectiveness was that with that, getting mm-hmm. Quez Watkins a little bit involved. That's what Gardner does that, that Jalen has not been able to do at this point. Mm-hmm. John, you say uh, Philadelphia does cheesesteaks and quarterback controversy while Maryland does crab cakes and football. The Eagles do not prioritizing the linebacker position. So before we let you go, I want to ask you about the defensive performance today because it's pretty bad. I know I always ask you about Jonathan Gannon because you've always kind of been on his side. Uh, what are your overall thoughts on how our defense played today? Yeah, I didn't I didn't think they were good at all early. Obviously, you give up three consecutive touchdowns to – Zach Wilson and the Jets, uh, who Zach has, you know, got a lot of arm talent. You saw it, but yeah. still uh, not probably not ready uh, to play at a high level consistently. I, I think they paid a little bit too much deference to him, uh, too much zone early, uh, and it hurt him. But I also think, as I said, Mike LaFleur had a really good game plan coming in. And then sort of when you get up those first 15 or so scripted plays, that coaches do, and you have to uh, go back to plays in that. I think the Eagles did a much better job defensively, and obviously they they uh, they hunkered down on what the Jets were doing well, took it away. Uh, the problem is, and and you know we already saw the the quarterback uh, heavy portion of the schedule. They struggled against really good quarterbacks. They've generally been really good uh, against lesser quarterbacks and. That, you know, a lot of people say that's just common sense. But when you do play those good quarterbacks, you have to make things 
<clears throat> at least more difficult for them. And that's my lone problem with Jonathan Gannon's defense. I think there's too much zone, and especially on, on high leverage downs, high leverage situations, sometimes he makes things a little bit too easy on the quarterback and relies on his front four and very quietly because they don't have a lot of sacks. But that front four has been dominating for about a month or five weeks now, and their pressure numbers are outrageous. And I know a lot of people say, uh, who cares about pressures? But sometimes a pressure can be even better than a sack, and, and that front four has really been playing well uh, as a whole over the last four or five weeks. See, see, John, I don't disagree with you when it comes to the pressures, but, see, I'm of the school that I want to see you get the hits on a quarterback. Um, getting pressure on a quarterback is one thing. When you start to hit him a few times, now you have him thinking. You know, let's face it, quarterbacks don't like to be hit. But if you can get in his face and knock him down a few times, get his jersey dirty, um, that's a psychological element of the overall game plan that affects them. You know, some quarterbacks will get up, as we know, some quarterbacks aren't playing with a full deck. They get up, they play better because they're ticked off. And when they're ticked off, they play a lot better. But there are a lot of quarterbacks out there that cower away from getting hits. And that's the one thing that frustrates me about this Eagles defensive front. Sure, they they get good pressure. Um, but they're not getting enough hits on these quarterbacks to throw them off their games. Yeah, they have it. And and Josh Sweat got a big one, and maybe that kind of rattled yeah. uh, Zach Wilson a little bit and, and didn't seem to be as effective after that. So you're right. I mean, look, your quarterbacks don't like to be moved off their spot. They don't like to be hit. Um, you're 100% right. Uh, and, and that group is, it, look, he puts a lot on their plate and, and they got to go get the quarterback by themselves. And it's a little bit different from Jim Schwartz because Jonathan wants a really, really disciplined pass rush. So yep. he doesn't want his guys freelancing at all. He doesn't want his guys just beating their man, going into business for themselves. He wants, he always says four equals one. It, it, it's one group, one pass rush. It's a really disciplined way to play football, and it doesn't result, if you look at Mike Zimmer's history, for instance, mm-hmm. a lot of good defensive lines, um, not a lot of big sack numbers uh, outside probably Daniel Hunter when he was healthy, um, right. and that's why, because they pressed that discipline instead of the wide nine, go get the quarterback at all costs. It's a little bit different style. I don't think Philadelphia likes that style, to be honest. But it can be a very effective uh, when you have everybody uh, working on, on the same sort of plan and everybody's doing their job. And, um, and, and you've seen some ups and you've seen too many downs. So it's really until you have a test against a really good quarterback and you can make things more difficult, I think it's fair to criticize yeah. uh, their defense. John, last one from me. Four games left in the season after today. Washington, then the Giants, then Washington again, then Dallas. Four games. What are the Eagles' record? What's the Eagles' record through those four games? Um, well, I definitely think they're going to beat the Giants. Uh, and I know I said that uh, last week, but I'm, I'm, I'm even more confident that, that the Giants are a really bad football team. That was an outlier. The Eagles are probably a mediocre football team, and that's why you don't have that consistency. And people were talking about winning out. I just didn't think they have uh, the ability to do that. So to me, the two games against Washington are the key games because 
Washington has a really good opportunity to be that seventh seed in the NFC, and so do the Eagles. And if one of those two teams can sweep the other, they're probably going to be that seventh seed. Dallas, look, Dallas is a better football team, and they're going to beat the Eagles if they have to play that game. And uh, Amari Cooper and C.D. Lamb and, and Michael Gallup were finally healthy. If those guys are on the field at the same time, there's just too much firepower. Mm-hmm. So I put that game as sort of an outlier. I think the key games are the Washington football team, and that'll tell the story of the Eagles season. But mm-hmm. average football team, if you ask me, probably win two, lose two. Yeah. Win two, lose two. Yeah. Good enough. John McMullen from MetLife Stadium with absolutely no interference whatsoever. Crystal clear the entire time, no matter what that Jets loudspeaker was doing. Uh, John, thanks so much for joining us, man. Pleasure <laughs> catching up as always. All right, sorry about the issues, but it's no, you know, not your fault. The Jets. Bad football team, bad organization. <laughs> oh, uh, oh, oh, they're getting them at the end, well, too. Well, did you hear that? They were getting them at the end, too. Yeah. They were just drowning yeah. them out again. Uh, thanks again to John McMullen joining us from MetLife Stadium, brought to us by Mesa Law and Associates. Need a tough injury lawyer called Mesa and Associates. More live post game show when we return. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you're ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.